You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. This is Josh. This is Phil. Oh, this is Doug. <laughs> Welcome to Nowhere, California. This is going to be another special presentation of Nowhere, California, if you can tell by the background noise. We are at the Roma Cafe again. Please no crying babies. Yeah, please no crying babies. <laughs> uh, we're jump-starting our anniversary month a little early, so you're going to get this at the end of July because we have the chance to talk to the lovely, talented Robin Shelby. Robin, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. I actually get to meet you in person. This is very cool. Yes, we got a chance to talk to you a little bit on the Ectopod, but this is awesome to be able to talk to you face-to-face. And I have some really good iced coffee, so it makes it even better. Sweet. you got really a cool. new uh, place to come for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's great. Right, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, tell us about um, where you grew up, uh, your family life and everything. What kind of led you into the world of acting? Um, I was born and raised till I was 11 in Hebron, Illinois, which is about an hour outside of Chicago. Um, near the Wisconsin border and when I was 11 we moved to Northern California and I got into children's theater and I immediately was hit by the acting bug at about 12 did my first show it, I was a done deal I was, I was an actress from that point on that's awesome. Uh, did you do any acting uh, during your time in school, like any high school productions or anything in college? I did a couple of high school productions, but mainly there was like a really good um, community theater, um, not associated with my school, but uh, it's it really heavily supported um, in Sunnyvale, California. They have a lot of theaters in that area, and people love theater, so it was a good good place to get going on. That's awesome. Um, earlier in your career, you did uh, some stunt work on the Fantastics and uh, Little Rascals. How did you uh, come across these roles? Just being on the set, um, I got my first stunt job uh, after working on Beverly Hills Cop 3. Um, I met a stunt coordinator. He's like, you'd be really great to do some stunts for young teens and kids. Are you interested? And it just kind of went from there. And I ended up doing... i, I got to tell you, though, I'm a big chicken, and stunts really... If you notice, I've done two stunts. Yeah. I'm more of an actress. Um, stunts just kind of heights scare the crap out of me. Oh, I'm <laughs> so, right there with you. <laughs> yeah. So, I, it, it, you know, it, it, it was a good short run, but, you know, on to the acting thing. What led you into working as a character performer? Just a job opening happened at Universal Studios, um, and uh, that, that's where it all started, really. Okay. Um, there might be some people that might not have realized that you did work on the movie Willow. Yes. Uh, how did you uh, come across that role, and how did uh, what was your experiences like on the set of Willow? Um, I was living in Northern California, and I had an agent for commercials, and they got a call from Industrial Light and Magic saying, we need somebody about this build, this height, this weight. Do you have anybody that we could interview? And, and they called me in, and I got the job. <laughs> on, uh, recently on Facebook, you posted a picture uh, in full makeup for Willow uh, with your dad. Can you tell us the story behind that picture? Yeah, um, I got hired to do a couple of days of work. The night before my first day of work, um, I was running like 102 fever and throwing up every 15 minutes. I know I'm in a restaurant. It's not really good, you know, table manners to be talking about throwing up. But anyway. um, so I ended up getting sick. My dad took the day off of work and uh, packed me in the backseat of the car with a pillow and blankets, drove me to... Island, 
stayed there for the day and drove me back home. I couldn't have done it without him. Um, so, you know, I, I have a lot to owe my dad for doing what he did. That is absolutely sweet. That is cool. cool. Um, did, the, did your work on Willow lead to your performance as Slimer? It did, actually. Um, I worked on Willow, and they had already... Somebody else had been cast um, for Slimer, and he ended up getting another gig that conflicted, and they remembered me from Willow, and they said, well, I think Robin might be, like, what the size we're looking for. Let's call her in and audition her and see if it works out. And, and it did. I got it that day. So That's awesome. Um, how would you compare the uh, experiences on both those sets? Willow being the big budget it was, and then at the time for Ghostbusters, it was considered a kind of a low-budget flick, but kind of off the beaten path. How would you compare the experiences on the sets? As an actress, it was so much easier doing Willow, even with the stomach flu. <laughs> um, Slimer had so much more elements to it. it. had like two weeks of rehearsal and four weeks of shooting and a lot of mechanics and weight and a, a character to truly work on. Um, it, was, there was, it was a lot more work involved to do, to do Slimer. Um, not that Willow wasn't difficult or it was a blast, but um, there was a, it took a lot more out of me to do Slimer, but it was a, so much fun. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, with uh... Um, the experiences on Willow, you just recently found, uh, somebody posted on Facebook a picture of the production that you, you even told us, like, you had no pictures of the production. You want to tell us the story behind that picture? Yeah, a, a friend of mine, um, Hal Clay, just uh, messaged me and said, look what I found. And I couldn't believe it, because I'd never seen a picture of me working in front of the blue screen you know, from Willow, and I was so excited. It's one of those moments that something from your past that you didn't even think existed, you know, comes in front of you, and you just get so psyched. I ran to my husband and said, look, oh my God, look, look what somebody found. So I was really, really appreciative that, that my friend found that. It's really funny in this digital age, you never know what's just going to resurface. That's pretty oh, cool. That's yeah. a little scary, too. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, that, that has its bad points, too. <laughs> but this was a positive one. It, it is one of those rare positives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we mentioned before, we did have the conversation with you on Actopod, which we will post the link to that conversation on this episode and on our Nowhere Facebook and everything. We do want to touch base, though, on the upcoming release of uh, Ghostbusters 2 on Blu-ray. Have you gotten any word yet about the possible uh, deleted scenes for Slimer, hopefully? Nobody has told me, like, these are the scenes that you'll see. Um, they're not even that specific online, I don't think. Um, I, I'm kind of waiting. There's a few things that I'm hoping are on there, but I, I'm, I'm feeling kind of iffy if it'll show up or not. Um, I just I think it's it's great for the fans that they're finally going to see some deleted scenes that have never been seen before. Oh yeah, because they've been out there forever, and I think the fans have kind of been jipped a little bit, not not seeing these. So I'm just hoping everything that they can find, they throw into it. Just keeping my fingers crossed that that there's a ton of stuff for people to see. Throughout your career, you've done a lot. Is there a certain aspect that you've enjoyed other than another part? I love being creative, but I have to say my very first love, it's, it always will be theater. You know, there's nothing as far as a reaction from an audience that they're there in front of you and you're all sharing that experience together at the same time. Although, th th that's the wonderful thing. The drawback to theater is once it's done, it's lost forever. And film, Ghostbusters 2 will be around forever. It'll be around for generations and generations to see. So that's kind of the cool thing about film, too. It's yeah. like, it, it's, it's documented and you've got it for everyone to see forever and ever. Amen. So. Awesome. 
Uh, in your role from movies to TV, short films to full length, is there an aspect uh, that you look for in particular roles? Like when you're looking at the script, is there something that you go, okay, I'm, I like this, I want to pursue this, or you go, you know what, they did a good job on this, but I'm going to pass on this. I think when I read a script, if I connect with a part of it, there are times you read a script and you just you don't identify, but there are times you, I, I've read a script the first time and, and I'm either laughing in my room reading the script or bawling because it, 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 I connected with it. I, I look for that because if, if, if I can connect with it, then I think I could bring something to it. Yeah. And if you, if you can't relate, just don't quite get it, then I might not do such a good job at it. So, I mean, I, I look to connect with the script when I'm reading it. Oh, definitely. definitely. Um, you do have an upcoming role in the movie Evening of the Dead. Uh, can you tell us about the movie, about your role, and how the production's coming along for it? Um, the production, I think they're, uh, it's, it's been moved back a bit. Like, a lot of films, they, they're, they're getting funding together and everything. So it's been pushed back. But uh, my role in the film, I play a mom of a young boy who's an American tourist in Scotland and during the zombie apocalypse when it all happens there. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and that's about as much as I could probably tell you without giving away uh, like, Honestly, that's more than um, Scottish yeah. zombie apocalypse works perfectly. <laughs> it, it's not just about, I, I can say the director does not want it to be about the zombie aspect of it. It wants it to be more about the story of the people and the connection with it, not just the blood and gore and zom the zombie aspect of it. Well, that's the whole thing with um, Walking Dead, kind of, of exactly. the zombie game. Before Walking Dead, you kind of got the really run-of-the-mill zombie movies. And then after kind of Walking Dead kind of came in the forefront, yeah, see, be the genre kind of became saturated with zombies because everybody's like, we got to do a zombie movie, we got to do a zombie movie. And then Shaun of the Dead came where it's like, okay, you can do a zombie comedy movie. And then like with... Doug's Prop Z is another one that is done right. Not kissing ass. <laughs> you, should link that. you should link that to this conversation too. Can I? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I've been waiting for him to say we could. Awesome. I, I've never really wanted to go, can I show it to more people? <laughs> I really want to. Well, I have a part in the movie too. I get I get yeah. to fix. Uh huh. I really have to check this out. Yeah. Yes. It, it's a, I was in the. It'll be in your inbox tonight. <laughs> okay. Um, you've grown a strong presence in the world of uh, convention and uh, panels and everything like that. How have you enjoyed the travels and experiences that you've had? I love it immensely. It's exhausting. I have to say, by the end of a convention, I like go home in a coma. Usually it is, but, but it's so much fun because you get to meet people that I've made friends that I'm in touch with now and will be for the rest of my life because of it. So, you know, I'm very grateful for, for the, the travels and, and, and the people. I'm, I'm lucky, you know. Yeah. It wasn't for Ghostbusters. I, there are a ton of friends that I would never know. So because of the conventions and, and all that, I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm so grateful for it. That's awesome. And as all of us here sitting with you right now have quickly learned, you have a great love for your fans. Um, is, how have you enjoyed the experiences with the fans, and is there any uh, favorite memories that stick out more than the others? It's all been great. I mean, like, I, it's, it always amazes me that I'll go to like a convention, sit at a table, and people will bring me drawings that they've done, or an, a, a Slimer that's like an original, you know, Slimer back from nineteen, you know, eighty nine, you know, eighty six, yeah, like a Slimer two like doll that they've been holding on to that they want. I'm always floored by that. So, I, I, it's always one for a child that will just want to give you their own little drawing of Slimer. Oh. How, how can you not love that? You know? How, how can, and I, 
my refrigerator is covered with stuff like that. Seriously. Oh, nice. And, and, and so, um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a huge love for the fans, and it, it kind of goes both ways. It's like you know they do so much for me too. It's like yeah. very supportive. Um, it's a two-way street. That's awesome. It's a love fest. Oh, it's yeah. a big love fest. I, I don't know for that. Virtual <laughs> hugs. All yes, all around. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of the main reason I point at him. Um, oh, yeah. He has a huge Ghostbusters collection. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, pictures? I want to see. I want to see pictures. Oh, I want to see pictures. Do you have? Oh, do you have any pictures in your collection? Oh, my collection? I think so. Yeah, okay. I'll have to show some. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I'll bring them up. Yeah, we'll bring them up after the. I, yeah. I want to see. Okay. Because, like, there's. We got to one point where we're like, you know what? We're gonna check Guinness on you. We're gonna. <laughs> and I actually checked Guinness Book of World Records. Like their links and everything. There's no Ghostbusters records. <laughs> as far as my research is really? going, there's no Ghostbusters. That surprises me. Which is kind of like, you'd think there'd be something. But nothing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but we need to create that. Yeah. That's what he's trying to Our goal is for him. We need to do that. Do you have any advice for someone that wants to break into this world, but feels kind of slowed down by the doubt or hesitance? I can say, especially when it comes to anything creative, like a musician, an actor, really any job, there's always going to be somebody that will tell you you're not good enough, or don't do it, or it's impossible, or, you know, look for something else. Any job, if it's an actor and you love it, and that's just what you have to do, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Um, and it, if, if it's not something that you live and breathe, don't do it. It's a difficult career, but if it's something in your heart that you just have to do, and don't let anybody stop it, you know. I've had people very close to me say, you really need to get something maybe a little more secure. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's such an iffy job, but you, you got to do what you love or you're not going to be happy, and life is too short. you you got to be happy. So just keep reaching. If that's what you have to do, do it, no matter what. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, we're getting close to the end of the interview. Um, thank you once again, Robin, for coming out and talking with us. Um, do you have any uh, upcoming, uh, I noticed you do a lot of uh, readings, theater readings. Uh, do you have any uh, upcoming work or anything you want to let the listeners know about? And where can we find you online through like Twitter and Facebook and all that fun stuff? Well, there, you can always find me on robinshelby.net, uh, not .com, .net. Um, and there's also a little, uh, we were talking about a little test of an online store if you're not in town and, and you're looking. Um, so you can do that. And as far as upcoming work, I have some a few conventions coming up. Uh, we're getting back to our web series, uh, Far From the Tree. We're awesome. going to be shooting another three three episodes of that. Glad to hear that. <laughs> oh, thank you. And toward the end of the year, I think we're, um, there's another film that I'm going to be shooting in Chicago called Dancer and the Composer. Um, so I'm, I've been very lucky, and I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. So. Awesome. And of course, uh, with this being Nowhere, California, we do have a traditional trademark ending question. Robin, what is your favorite uh, WTF movie moment? You know the movie Showgirls? Yes. yes. Yeah. There's a scene, I call it the fish out of water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to say any more, do I? No. That, that no. is my no. WTF moment in film. Thank what? you. Oh that God. is one of my favorites, too. <laughs> that is probably one of my favorite uh, WTFs now. Yes. <laughs> So, oh. so that's I don't even I don't even have no. to describe it. No, no, no. Oh no, it's an intimacy. There you go. It's a very intimacy. Thank you so much again, Robin, for Thank coming. You. Thank, Thank you. you guys.